you're right. The idea of a fallen nature goes right into this. If we acknowledge that we're messed up and it's, I don't see how you can think in any other way, then how on earth can you say that you're a God, that you, you call the shots, you're the ultimate authority? I just don't see it. Welcome to Switching Lenses, a podcast that takes current issues and events within the culture and defends the Christian position from an apologetical and biblical lens. Now, here are your hosts, Shane Skirvin and Josh Phillips. Welcome everyone to another episode of Switching Lenses. Shane, we're in the middle of our series called The Silent Identity of Gender. Now, in our last episode, we talked about how the fallen nature of man is absolutely key in establishing the groundwork for approaching this topic of gender identity. This understanding leads us into our episode today on the topic of self-deification. Do we have a culture that values the self above all? What degree of importance do we place on someone's feelings or emotions? We will dig into all this in this episode we're entitling, Worshiping at My Altar. Shane, a little while ago, there was a music video that came out in addition to a shoe. I don't know which one came out first. Uh, This has been news for a while now, but the rapper Little Nas X came out with what was dubbed as the Satan shoes, right? And a lot, all the attention got put on the shoes, right? I mean, there were so many news stories and blogs and news reports. It was a, it was a fiasco, right? Yeah. So a lot of people were talking a lot about the shoes, which I'm not even going to get into the shoes. We're not going to get into that. Uh, There was a music video that was made where I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was wearing the shoes in the video. I think I read that somewhere. But all these things happen. And a lot of people had a lot of problems with the video. I mean, I I, I didn't like, but my first thought was like, this is, this is just publicity. This is somebody just trying to do something shocking and it's working. It's working on everybody. It's working great. And everybody's talking about him and he's probably getting tons of YouTube hits because of it. So I don't want to get into all that stuff, but there was one part of the video that I don't know if shocked me was the right. Lots of parts shocked me. Let me, I'm trying to think of the right word there. There's one part that really caught my attention. And so in the video, Shane, now I never saw the video. Did you see the video? No, I didn't see the video. I read a lot of articles about it. Yeah, I, I, I did too. Yeah. I, even though I haven't seen it, I feel like I have a good grasp uh, sort of what was happening here. But at one part of the video, he's in hell with Satan. And after some really dark stuff happening, he goes and he goes up to Satan and he breaks his neck, as I believe. And then I believe takes his crown or takes his throne or in some way he takes the place as this, as a ruler of some kind. And that was the part that really got my attention the most. Because even though there was all the, because all the other stuff to me seemed like, let me just do something to get a lot of attention. Let me ruffle some feathers and get under people, some people's skin. And this will give me a lot of publicity. But that was the part that I was like, whoa, that, that didn't seem like it was just simply for attention. That seemed like that was trying to say something right there. And I know people would be like, oh, you know, everybody could pick and choose the part they thought was trying to say something. But I thought that was subtle in a way. And I'm like, that's very reflective of what we see in this culture a lot. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I don't know what you thought about that when you saw it. When you read that, did you? 
What do you think whenever you're like, oh my gosh, he broke, he's gonna break Satan's neck and go take his throne? Well, and because it, it it's weird because you would think about, you know, traditionally how you think of Satanism, it's like people worshiping Satan, but really what he was saying, it was all about him, right? It wasn't right, even yeah. about Satanism, it was about um, exalting himself. And there were Satanists that, was, that were commenting on this. There was one, I, I can't remember the life of me who he was. But he was a member of the Church of Satan, and he commented, and he was even saying, like, kind of like what you just said, that Satanism really isn't about worshiping Satan. At least that's what he said. And he said, it's really about worshiping the self, recognizing who you are, and, ele- and elevating yourself. And that's exactly what he did in the video. Yeah, was, in, in Christian videos, you know, you don't kill God, right? You're worshiping yeah. God. Uh, you know, so if you're trying to draw an opposite, right, you would think mm-hmm. his video would be about worshiping Satan, not killing Satan. Yeah. So, I mean, that you're right. That is a bizarre twist, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was, and the Church of Satan actually quoted on this. I do have this quote. Um, I can't. I don't know who, who. I don't know who to to give credit for saying this, but somebody's from the Church of Satan said the video is a visceral, and this might have been actually the entire group statement they made, maybe. But it said the video is a visceral and powerful work, clearly celebrating freedom, individuality, and man's carnal nature. And they said you deserve all the praise that you've been receiving. And so there they are acknowledging this elevation of the self and then saying, you know, you deserve it. You know, feeding it more. You deserve it. You deserve it. And they're, they're actually propping him up. And so this, this was just wild because this was, we were planning this episode like around this time. I was like, oh my gosh, this is right into what we're talking about. This is one of, right into one of our episodes. And it's this idea of self-deification. And I'll be honest with you, Shane, ever since we started talking about this, I guess it's my, my radar was up and I'm so like, I'm like looking for it everywhere I go. And I was already had an awareness of it to some degree, but now, you know, you know, whenever an idea comes to you and it's on the forefront of your mind and all of a sudden you start seeing it here, there, 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 there. And that's kind of how this has been. But before we go any further with this, Shane, how would you define this idea of self deification? Yeah, it, it's, you know, I would think of it as kind of an uncritical embrace of one's desire, you know, deification of desire. When you put, your desire above all. There's no, what should I do? <laughs> what ought I do? It's what do I want? And without yeah. any kind of reflection. Yeah. What, instead of what, what ought I do? What, what do I do? I do whatever I want to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a pretty, like you said, it's a pretty defining uh, statement, right? What do right. I want? Yeah. Exactly. And too, and just, just for those who maybe aren't sure when you say deify, you mean, um, if, oh, deify, yeah, is the, um, you're saying making it a God. Okay. You're saying that you're, that that is the all-powerful principle at work in your life. What is at the center of your life is your own desire. Exactly. So self-deification is basically, to put it really, really short, I'm a God. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So Shane, how do we, how do we see this play out in our society? I told you like, you know, I've, I've been noticing it. Everywhere, I'm, but I'm asking you, like, where do we see this play on our side? This idea of self-deification. Well, you know, it, it, it. I, I'm a, a big believer in. Um, I love the free market. I love how people can buy and sell and use their trade and their skills, specialization of labor. But one of the darker elements can come into play is that idea that uh, the consumerism. What do I want? What am I willing to do to get what I want? You know, I, I, I kind of see that thread kind of a dangerous thread running through our market sometimes, you know, with commercialization. Yeah, that, that can kind of feed into it a little bit. 
that I would say that's one factor mm-hmm. for sure. There has been a lot of movements. I wouldn't say it's a movement. I guess generally speaking, it's be a movement. But we've had this idea of the validation, not just the validation. <laughs> I don't want to say deification because that's even though that's true, but the overvalidation of yourself. Now, again, just to counterbalance that, just in case somebody's saying, you know, I'm not. We're not saying that the self is worthless, that there's no value. Not, not that's couldn't be further from the truth. We and we said over time and time again on this podcast that every human has value because we're all made in the image of God. However, that doesn't mean that we're, and by being made in the image of God, we're not made God. There is a difference. And it's sort of understanding who we are. But the society would say, well, hold on. The way you feel is very important. In fact, I, I kind of have this idea. I mean, I, I sort of, of course, said this sort of like in my observation, like the worst thing you can do, like in our culture and society today in this modern era, is violate someone else's personal feelings or their autonomy. I feel like autonomy is really the better way to say it. I kind of feel like this is the unforgivable sin. How dare you ever invalidate how I feel? Uh, yeah, yeah, that has become, you know, if everyone has their is living their own truth, right? If there's no absolute truth at the core and everyone's living their own truth, it's, it's building their own little kingdom, right? You're your own God. Just like we're saying, like, uh, like I, the point I was trying to make with the commercialization, you know, if at every angle of society is bouncing back this idea that it's all about you having personal fulfillment and there's no nothing to counterbalance that i mean it can be uh just like a ship right overloaded on one side you know it, it's it's not going to end well so i i love that about christianity saying yes like you said we're made in the image of god but it also said there's there's a fallen part of us right there's a corruption there's a disordering of our desires within that we have to be aware of and if we get that Man, wrong if only we done an episode on that <laughs> of course, our last episode, we talked about that, right? And you're right. The idea of a fallen nature goes right into this. If we acknowledge that we're messed up and it's, I don't see how you can think any other way, any other way then how on earth can you say that, that you are, you're a God, that you, you call the shots, you're the ultimate authority? I just don't see it. Well, and, and, and what are we, the, a part of our national conversation right now is about systemic evils and, and biases. And how, and me too, right? Movements. Mm -hmm. And how can we talk about all those aspects of human nature and then turn around and say, but all of us, you know, on one hand, it's that, to me, it's kind of incoherent. All of us are wrestling. All of us are having conversations about the bad behavior of humanity. But then we want to turn around and say the feeling within, the voice within speaks with perfect clarity without doesn't need to be checked with <laughs> yeah. anything right i mean that to yeah, me exactly, that's incoherent yeah. to say right i mean Absolutely. let's let to me let's be, be really clear with the christianity it says you have to test what you're feeling right you have to be mm-hmm. aware that that you could be something you're feeling could be corrupted it couldn't be not necessarily the right feeling right that you have to you have to be very aware that there's something within you. And when we say something within, we're not talking about just bodily appetites or desire, but that part of us, whether it's you know mind, spirit, body, that there's a part of us that runs contrary to God and his desires as laid out in the biblical record, right? And it's, it's yeah. that idea that, um, so we're not talking about just like, um, uh, you know, hunger or gluttony or, or 
you know, we're talking about the things of greed and pride, any of those areas where we might mm-hmm. damage people, right? Well, let's get into that. Let's get into this idea of our feelings and how much we can trust them. All right, Shane, you were kind of getting at this a little bit, but I'll ask the, the, the question here. Can our feelings deceive us or even mislead us at times? Oh, yeah. And my, <laughs> you know how sometimes you run into a truth that's true on the inside, but then you look around and it's true on the outside. It seems like it's perfect unison. Uh-huh. I would absolutely say this. I have had feelings before and then talked to someone else, um, read the Bible, read other books and realized I had no right to feel that way. Or I was actually literally not thinking about something the right way. Uh, what does the Bible say? As a man thinketh, so is he. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bad thinking or thinking that might not take the whole picture can actually lead you to feelings that might not be uh, correct feelings, right? And all of us know this. I mean, in the business world, yes. they call it they call it negative self-talk, right? In the business world. Like every, <laughs> everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what they um, refer to it is. And everyone knows that we have to guide our thoughts, that if we're led by our thoughts like a fire, it'll burn out of control. Like all of us have uh, that idea that, hey, take a step back, calm down, look at your temper, get a hold of yourself. You know, don't just take your feelings and let them run wild. So yeah, we were all taught this as little children, weren't we? Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Right, because I mean, I, I know I say as little children, but like how many... We'll say men, how many men do we know something in a marriage get really upset, get really angry, and then destruction can quickly follow right after that, right? You say something you didn't mean to say that really hurts inside, or maybe, God forbid, do something physically, you know, that again, creates destruction. Our, our, our feelings do not validate any kind of truth. They actually can really hurt us and hurt others. You know, like, I mean, I'm going to riff on this example, but like, I mean, this is the kind of example I'm just giving us. Somebody who has a propensity for anger, right? Their angry feelings can ruin relationships, uh, can create hostile situations. It can tear families apart. Just because we have certain feelings doesn't mean they're validated. doesn't mean that, that we're justified for having them. Like we have to be subjected to something higher than ourselves. We can't just go by our feelings, or bad things are going to happen. Oh, yeah. And this is, I mean, all of us know know this about ourselves and other people. So this idea that then we're going to turn around, there's going to be this, this idea that the voice within speaks all powerfully. I mean, that, that should be a complete red flag to us. Like, the, you know, we should be evaluating and uh, examining our feelings to see, because, you, you know, I would think most people would say uh, they can have uh, contradictory desires in their, in their side, right? In, inside. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're evaluating, say, well, which one's me? If these are con- contradictory desires, then which one am I giving the nod? Which one am I going to suppress? And which one am I going to give free reign? And so you, this is what I love about Christianity is the evidence for this worldview that this idea that you have things within you that if they run out of control, it could burn the whole house down. That's as real as it gets. Well, to your point, like even what you were just saying about self-contradictory feelings. I mean, heck, you can even, it's so easy to point out for us to look back as adults, man, things that I thought and said and did in high school. And then, do I still think those things? No, I had some dumb ideas back then and said some dumb things. You know, and just because I felt a certain way, that, that didn't validate it in any way. 
Yeah, especially well said as far as bringing it back to youth. That's one of the biggest parts of this whole context of what we're talking about is things we feel when we're young. Um, before, as our brains literally, if we follow the science, science tells us our brains are still developing in our youth, right? And right. then that idea that we should take um, what we're feeling and not examine it, that it's, it just speaks with just all powerful authority, trumping um, biological truth, trumping tradition, trumping um, any kind of any voice that would say, hey, wait a minute, let's calm down, let's think about this, let's, let's examine this, or you know, any kind of rationality, it throws it all to the side. And it's all powerful when we're young and coming from within. That has not been the way, you know, that has not been the way of Christianity. And it's not been the way, even as a society for hundreds of years, if we've looked at things, right? We've had age limits, right? We've had this idea of like, hey, let's listen to the voice of community. Let's listen to the voice of tradition. Let's listen to what uh, scripture says. Let's examine things. I mean, I know I need other people, right? Yeah. I, I have to examine. I can feel stuff that's. Uh, crazy in me, and and I have to examine it and say, hey, is this what I should be feeling? Right? Yeah. Well, speaking of scriptures, you were saying earlier, you know, not playing favorites here. We see this at the church some sometimes, right? You see people sort of developing theology based on feelings, God, right? De- it's dangerous. Yeah. So I mean, again, we're not playing favorites here. This, this we're, we're all susceptible to this, and we all have to be very careful. And feelings, by the way, feelings can be a good thing. We're not trying to like downplay that feelings are bad. They are a good thing. They're a part of, of a lot of enjoyable things, but we have to kind of keep them in check. And speaking of keeping them in check, one of the biggest things that Jesus said, going back to scripture here, Jesus said that we had to die to ourselves. In fact, here's, I mean, here's a verse here from Galatians, you know, referring to that. It says, and those who belong to Christ, excuse me, this is Galatians 5, 24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Yeah. And uh, I think it's really important. We kind of touched on this, but to circle back around on that, when we talk about flesh, we're not saying that that the bodily appetites and desires in and of themselves are bad because, you know, Christianity teaches the, the you know, mind, spirit, and body of man. And that we, there's some things like pride, jealousy that don't necessarily aren't a bodily appetite but that are just as dangerous, right, Josh? Like when we're talking yeah, about sure. that, we're talking about when when the Bible talks about the word flesh right here, the Greek word can actually refer to uh, more than the flesh. It can refer to things that run contrary to God in our mind and in our spirit. For sure, for sure. Yeah, th- thank you for clearing that up right there. Another scripture too says in Luke 9, 23, it says, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So in these two scriptures that we have here, and there's more, Jesus is getting this idea that this idea of the kingdom, his kingdom that he's, he was help ushering in, this idea that to follow him, we have to deny how we feel inside. We have to deny our tendencies because going back to that first episode that we talked about, we have problems inside of us. We're broken. We have feelings and we have, uh, yeah, we have these yearnings for things that that are not good for us, they're not beneficial, they're not life-bringing. And so we have to kind of keep those in check and we have to have those subject to God. Because if we just go, if we're just going on those all the time, that's going to lead us down a path that's not good. It's going to lead to a path of destruction. And we're trying to say this. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, well, and this is, you know, you look at literature, you look at plays. If a person is just 
gives in to their selfishness, gives in to their desire, I mean, they're a bad guy, right? Yeah. I mean, let's just be, I mean, look at any, any movie. Any yeah, movie any, yeah. yeah, any movie, any play, any novel. I mean, I, this is one of the things I absolutely love about Christianity is it teaches you, hey, there's things within you. If you give them full reign, they will destroy you and destroy others. I mean, is there anything more real than that? I mean, that, when the rubber meets the road and like if you point out, Josh, in everyday life, I mean, you will be, everyone should be aware of the fact as the Bible teaches, and I'm certainly aware of it. There's things in me, if I gave them full reign, they would be tremendously harmful to myself and to other people. I mean, I, I love that message about Christianity is that you have to turn and look to God and cry out and be different than uh, just allowing yourself to have full reign. Yeah, this is this is what attracts me to the gospel. All the stuff you're saying, this whole upside down kingdom that just seems to run so contrary to what we to our our sort of default settings, things that rationally make sense to us. You know, feelings they seem they, they we feel them and we feel strongly. Some of us more than others. But we feel really strongly inside about something. And so it feels very real to us. It feels very true to us. But Jesus is saying, hold on, like uh, so many things he says, that are sort of this upside down idea. But that's one of them right there that just because you, you might feel really strongly about this, especially in that moment. But that doesn't mean that you should act on it. That doesn't mean you should follow through with it because it's potentially, like you said, very potentially dangerous for yourself and others. And so we kind of want to, close that up right there, that that's this idea, this idea of self-deification. It's not good. Like we make terrible, terrible gods, right? Where we're broken people. We've seen this play out through human history. It's playing out on a day-to-day basis right now with what we're seeing. It's again, it's incredibly hard to deny this. And then I think what's also important here is we have to understand who we are, like the truthfulness of our identity, right? We, I mean, we have to, as we would say, you know, our identity has to be in Christ, right? If, if, we, if it's in anything else, if it's in ourselves or anything else, that's not good. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's absolutely brilliant to me. I mean, this is what led me straight to Christ is I, I didn't need, I had years of living with giving myself full reign. I knew what was inside me. I knew what was in my heart. That was make, it was making me very uncomfortable when I was got past the I got past the, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, the self-deception, and I started looking clearly who I was, and I, I was starting to get scared. I'm like, man, I, I don't like who I'm becoming. I'm not a good guy, and I'm becoming progressively worse. And that's what led me to Christ, is, is a real honest look of human nature from the inside, my human nature. Yeah, that's a good admission. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think anybody that comes to Christ, that is part of coming to Christ, is realizing who we are, that we're broken and we need help here. You know, and I kind of wanted to end this here. Like it, it can sound, I think maybe somebody could be listening. Like, Man, you're being really critical, you know, talking about going after people and saying they're denying their feelings and all this stuff. And I just, I just want to come with a little compassion here. We're not saying anybody's better than anyone else or anything like that. We all need to live in like a humility, knowing that we all face issues and deal with things inside of us. I think one of the interesting things in the Bible is that was, was Paul. And Paul had this incongruence between his body and his mind. You know, we talk, and then this idea of gender identity, which we're really going to get into in this next episode, in episode three, when, when people have feeling incongruence between their body and their gender, or their, their, their feeling, how they, how they identify in their body. You know, Paul had an incongruence too. He said, uh, in Romans 7, 15, he said, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. So he's saying that, 
Inside, he wants to do something, but he finds himself messing up. So even he had this sort of incongruence between the two, and that only Christ could fix that. He was the only one that could fix that. And, you know, I would say that his sin did not cement who he was. It, it was not his identity. Or more specifically, his identity was found in Christ and Christ alone. That was the only way that his identity could be cemented. It wasn't in his sin or these, these, these feelings that led him astray. And so we'll leave with that as we, uh, as we wrap up this episode and we get in this next episode, in episode three, we're going to really talk about digging this idea of gender identity and the way we see it unfolding in the culture, the, the claims of gender identity, and then get a little bit into gender dysphoria and really dive into this issue based on these first two episodes that have been kind of the groundwork and the setup for what we're getting into in episode three. Well, everybody, you can always, you can find us, you can always contact the show. You can contact the show via email at feedback at switchinglensespodcast.com with all your comments, all your questions. Uh, we love them. We love them. You can find us on Twitter at Lenses Switching, and also you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Shane, this has been fun. I've been enjoying this, this discussion. This, this idea, this topic is huge. We see it everywhere. So it was, I've enjoyed having you with me to discuss this. Thank you for being here. Oh, I always have a great time. And everybody, we will see you guys next time.